Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we've got the star of our show in Mr. Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. He'll be joining us momentarily for another wealth management-related discussion, because, hey, that's what we do here on the show. Uh, but look, today we've got a great topic teed up for you guys. I mean, this is something that Joe and I, we've, we've kind of skated the surface of it throughout past episodes, but really we're diving deep into it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about building a wall around your wealth, really the overall importance of asset protection, what it is, how it operates, who it's beneficial for. We're getting into all these things today when it comes to asset protection and building that metaphorical wall around your wealth. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get today's discussion rocking and rolling. Joe, good to see you. How are you doing today? Doing great, Ryan. Great to see you. How are you, bud? I'm good. Doing well. Can't complain. Happy to you know be with you here and appreciate you carving some time out of your day to jump on. Uh, but hey, look, Let's start with kind of a high level overview today, Joe. Uh, you know, look, being wealthy, being successful, obviously it has its benefits in so many ways, but it can also sometimes put a target, proverbial target, of course, on your back for frivolous lawsuits or any sort of just foul play. Uh, asset protection planning, that can be one of the best ways to help safeguard your wealth overall. That's what we're talking about today. Let's start with this high level overview, Joe. What is asset protection planning and who needs it? Brian, you're right. If you're highly successful, success can come and you become a magnet for lawsuits, whether they're frivolous or unfounded, whatever it might be, you essentially become a target. And if you're a target, you don't want that to wreak havoc on your financial health and stability. So that means you've got to take steps to protect your assets that you've worked so hard to build up, right? That's very important. So asset protection is essentially pre-litigation planning. It's designed to put a wall or a moat and maybe both around you. So it doesn't encourage lawsuits and in fact, even encourage settlements that are favorable to you. I mean, building asset protection is all about building that wall around your wealth. So it's difficult for litigators or creditors or anyone else to scale and to come after you. So instead of having to try and fight it out in courts for months or years and risk losing, that litigant sees that and then says, oh man, I don't even want to bother. Or if they do, they're going to get pennies on the dollar and leave empty handed. Yeah, no, I mean, took the words right out of my mouth, Joe, because it sounds to me really like asset protection. It is in and of itself uh, kind of a warning sign to anybody that's trying to come at you with a lawsuit to let them know that, hey, this this suit's likely to fail uh, in the first place. Yeah, right on, right on. Sometimes people just assume asset protection is about hiding money. It, it's really not. It's about the opposite. I mean, you want everyone to know that if they come after you unjustly, they can clearly see this is going to be a difficult path, right? This is going to be a challenge. They're not likely to get going further. They can't go far. So it'll cause them to settle or negotiate or to just throw up their hands and to walk away. Love that. And Joe, as we're kind of staying high level here with asset protection planning as a whole, do you find in your experiences that most successful people, you know, they recognize the need for asset protection planning and they're taking the proper steps to make sure that they are building that wall around their wealth? Yeah, Ryan, it's often good news, bad news scenario, right? The good news is 
that these people have unjust threats to their wealth from others and entities that are probably on most successful people's radar screen. For example, most business owners say they've experienced someone becoming the object of unjust lawsuits or victimized, potentially even in divorce proceedings. The bad news is, though, is that we see far fewer successful business owners and others actually have a formal asset protection plan in place. Now, given the risks that our litigious society has, I mean, those concerns are obviously at the top of a need for just about any business owner. So it is important that they take steps to build one and review it periodically. Mm -hmm. And Joe, let me ask you this then. I mean, yes, it sounds like more action needs to be taken in some instances. It's that good news, bad news that you mentioned. But how should people, you know, successful individuals start this process? Because, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into asset protection planning and making sure everything's, you know, buttoned up and secure. But where do you start with this process? Yeah, if you're successful and you haven't started, there are a few key action steps to consider, right? And that is putting something in place and being as methodical and as detailed as possible. But you want to have a plan in place before a claim is made against you. That's first, first and foremost. So having a plan is better than no plan. And you can do a lot to protect your wealth if a liability arises. That is essentially the concept known as fraudulent conveyance, because very little can be done afterwards. So as with insurance, the time to have it is before you need it. Right. And, and Joe, let's get into the what, really. I mean, you mentioned having a plan. Okay, what does that plan entail? What should it address? This is really the meat and potatoes of the conversation here. Give us the what. Yeah, the what is the specifics depend on your personal situation and the needs, of course, right? A 20-year-old could easily be different than a 40-year-old than be different than a 60-year-old. But you certainly want to make sure you're covering the basics to start with. Evaluate your liability insurance and other related policies. Maximize them as best you can. And maybe the fastest and easiest and least expensive move you can make is to take out a large umbrella policy to safeguard assets. Another simple but powerful strategy, though, is to place your assets potentially in someone else's name, like your spouse. So if you're sued, those spouse-controlled assets are often untouchable. Now, of course, you've got to make sure you have trust in your spouse and your relationship, because if something were to happen and you end up in divorce and they go away, those assets could be just as challenging to win back as they were in a litigious fight with a creditor. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, absolutely. So there's that, you know, those baseline strategies, those foundational strategies, if you will, that umbrella policy that you mentioned, Joe, let's get into some of the next level stuff. What are some of the next level strategies that should be considered and weighed when it comes into somebody's asset protection plan as a whole? Ryan, if somebody hasn't grabbed a pen and paper, may I suggest we do it now. Let's go through the list of all the lines of, in general, what you want to review and consider, right? Let's ascertain the appropriate amount of risk transfer through property casualty insurance. That includes homeowner's policy, auto, rental, personal excess liability, or an umbrella policy, right? Your health insurance, your disability, life insurance, long-term care, liability, both directors and professional liability insurance policies. So there's a big amount of risk transfer in insurance alone, right? 
Let's also think about state law exemptions, effectively for homestead exemption, the cash value of a life insurance policy, retirement plans, and annuities could all qualify. Again, depending upon state law exemptions. So those are some of the things that people need to think about. We also want to think about the various forms of ownership that either put assets beyond the reach of a creditor or make those assets less desirable for creditors, possibly in trust, possibly in the names of others. So that's very important. Examining the structure or restructuring your current business, how that is structured, C-Corp, S-Corp, limit liability, all of them. And there are many more, I'm just touching on a, on a surface of a few of them, but the structure of your business is important. Reviewing that with your attorney and your accountant is important to understand, hey, how does that work? How does this look in today's environment? Gifting assets, when there's no current creditor issues in and around the likelihood of raising fraudulent transfer issues, great. But we don't always know when that's not going to pop up. So understanding your gifting both today and in the future and having a gifting plan, maybe over the next five or 10 years, becomes very important. So having some forward thinking thoughts and a plan in place becomes important. Looking into advanced protection strategies that are commonly used, equity stripping, as well as closely held insurance companies, they're helpful. I mean, these are strategies you may need, but it's good to know when what exists and whether they may or may not be a good fit. And so that may take time, right? So this is not sit down and do this in an hour, Ryan. This is one sit down and review lots of topics over a period of time to make sure that they're right for you. And as a business owner, does it fit your industry? Does it look right at your company? How do your competitors, if they were to get hit, right? These are some of the things that you need to think about. And then finally, structuring expected gifts and or inheritances not only if you're a receiver, but potentially a giver to protect them from claims from creditors. So as you can see, there is a long list yeah. for us to consider as well as potentially discuss with folks. Sure thing, Joe. And, and you know, a lot of the, what, uh, one thing I gathered just from hearing, you know, you rattle off that list is there's a lot of different avenues within some of the wealth management conversations that we've even had on this show that pertain to these various asset protection strategies. So that being the case, since we're looking at strategies that, that encompass a lot of different tactical approaches, how do you tap into the right expertise needed to evaluate these different, you know, uh, strategies at your disposal and then implement them? You know, where do you find and, and work with the right folks to help you implement all of this given its wide range of, of versatility? Yeah, Ryan, it's a good question. And, and we've talked about this before is making sure that you've got the right team around you, right? Not only do you want them to be likable, but you want to make sure that they're competent. And so it's a good question to make sure that you've got the right solution. And that comes to make sure is the attorney and other professionals qualified to handle your assets? This is an area that is specialized, complex, and it's important to make sure that they're doing this on a regular basis. Not only that they're highly skilled, but proficient in today's manners and methods, right? We've been having conversations with clients about their gifting strategies, for example, and making sure that they're timely based upon the rules that are likely to go in place or that are going in place. And so knowing that that's the case, asset protection needs to be reviewed and making sure that their other professionals are on board and competent becomes very important.
Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes, you're right. We've talked about the idea of that, that, you know, well-versed team around you to help you, you know, really build that wall around your wealth. I mean, it's, it's paramount really. Joe, we we've rattled off obviously a handful of different strategies and things for people to consider. Let's kind of flip the script here. Let's talk about the mistakes maybe that you see being made when it comes to asset protection planning as a whole. Are there any, you know, any in particular that jump out at you that you want to share today with us that should definitely be avoided when it comes to asset protection planning? Some asset protection strategies require a deep familiarity with the understanding of how they work in order to set up and then execute them effectively. So if they're poorly structured, those strategies may not have teeth when they're needed most. And the assets won't nearly be as safe as what people assume. I mean, one mistake that you might see is overlooking the need to protect business owners on both the professional and the personal side. Take, for example, real estate developers, Ryan. For example, they're commonly putting things in place that develop their projects in both a separate limited liability company, an LLC. And that way, one can project you know, if a lawsuit were to occur, their other projects are protected. Great strategy from that standpoint. The problem. Many LLCs are set up at times so the developers own them directly. And if they get hit with a personal lawsuit, say they're involved in a drunk driving accident or a child smashes their car into a school bus or any number of scenarios, those assets in the LLC could be up for grabs in a lawsuit. So ultimately, you can't necessarily stop someone from suing you, but you can take steps that'll make it harder for the litigants to collect money from you unjustly, and maybe even prevent the litigants from coming after you in the first place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Joe, look, I, hey, this is a lot of great stuff for our audience today. We've given them a lot to consider. And, and Joe, that being said, as we're kind of bringing our conversation to a head here, let's say anything that you've mentioned today has resonated with our audience and maybe they're they're interested in chatting with you or your team at Kaleo Wealth Management Group a little further uh, about how it might pertain to maybe their own circumstances what would you say is the best way they could reach out and get in touch with you and your team to to start that conversation Ryan then give us a call send us an email either way we'd love to set up a meeting get to know them their particular scenario right whether it's about wealth management or about their business or whatever it might be but we want to get to know them as people. We want to know their circumstances, their situation, any pain points they may have, what their successes are, get to know them as people first, and then let's see how we can help them in their financial matters going forward. Fantastic. Well, Joe, hey, look, I appreciate you, you know, carving some time out of your day. I mean, you're a busy guy, but appreciate you being here with us on the show to, to kind of talk asset protection planning and this this wall really around, you know, the wealth that you, you know, you're working with your clients to build uh, and just uh, appreciate you being here and looking forward to the next one. Ryan, look forward to seeing you again soon. Alrighty, thanks, Joe. And hey, look, we want to thank you guys, our audience, one final time for joining us here on today's installment of the show. If you liked what you saw, you benefited from anything said today, do us a favor, comment on the show, subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on today. And then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, really anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations. Because at the end of the day, we're bringing the same conversations that Joe is having with his clients on a regular basis right here to you on this show. We've got a lot of great topics teed up for future episodes down the line that we'd hate to have you miss out on. So for Joe Kaleo, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you guys being with us here on today's installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe.
This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AEG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated. Office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.